The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. All right, well, let's get this boat in the water. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and explaining the internet to Congress. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we've got a few tech headlines left this year to discuss. And Pedro has some Bluetooth headphones that he's going to tell us what he thinks about. I do. I can't wait to hear what you... Uh, yeah. I, I do love your headphone reviews, too. Thank They're you. very informative. And I've, I've actually purchased uh, some of your recommendations and been very happy with them. So. Excellent. That's I'm glad to hear. I've, I get that from some folks, too. They... Uh, they, they actually listen to what I recommend, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, ask an audio pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, before we, we do our, our paltry news items this week, do you have any rantlets or items of note or observations about the world uh, to no, share? No, I, I, I will say this. I'm absolutely thrilled that Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man animated, oh, the animated movie, movie yes. is doing so well because I was – Legit excited about it because my kids were excited. This about is the Miles Morales. Uh, it's Miles yes. Morales, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Where you know, apparently he is now part of the canonical really uh, Spider-Man universe, which All is right. great. So I mean, and it is in the comics. It was apparently it was in an alternate universe at mm-hmm. some point when it was like Ultimate Spider-Man or something. Yeah, like that. well, they, but now Marvel you, always had had all of these different alternates. Make my brain hurt. Yeah, Seriously, well, the movie did very well. Uh, I, it right? sure did. It sure did. And and to your point from last week, Aquaman is actually yeah people, doing gangbusters. People are seeing that on screeners around town, and I'm quite frankly jealous because I don't think it opens officially until no. The yeah, they, it's apparently it's an Amazon Prime thing. If oh you really? Have, yeah. It, it, I didn't get any word of it, but apparently you can see it through your Amazon Prime account. You get an offer. Wow. I haven't seen it, but I, I think you need I'm to upset. call Amazon Prime and say, "Hey, where's my special Aquaman love here?" I think so. I, you gotta know that the DC folks are like pumping their fists, like, or finally, like, yes, or fainting or something. That there's actually buzz. Yeah, I mean, because remember, right before Wonder Woman, which was a great movie, yeah. and Gal Gadot is a fantastic Wonder Woman. They were crapping all over that movie. Yeah. I mean, totally. The fanboys were crapping all over Yeah, and moment. then they came out and had to shut up. Yes, they had to shut up hard. And yeah. the funny thing is, no one was expecting this thing to be good. Yeah, well, especially after the Justice League, which is where we oh, first saw yeah, the... the yeah, no, that was brutally bad. We and it's, I mean, I knock man's been the butt of jokes since the Super Friends days, yeah. so... But come on, Jason Momoa? Yeah. He he's... did, like, the serious Hawaiian mm-hmm. dance and everything right before it. That was awesome. Yeah, that was no, awesome. I'm, I'm... I was like, he earned a lot of cred with me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to, to be inspired to go. I usually kind of, unless it's Wonder Woman, skip the DC stuff, but I'm, I'm going to go see this. Um, well, there's all I, these movies about queens that I need to go see for, you know, <laughs> weird British history yes, reasons. They're coming out of the woodwork, right? Yeah. And and apparently, though, the, the movie uh, about the the cities flying around attacking each other that Peter— Mortal Jack, Engines? Yeah. Didn't do so well at the box office. I, uh, it's, you know, it's like, okay, this is what drives me crazy about movies like that. Big, like, blockbuster movies from young adult novels. Okay, I get it. Yeah. But they committed to four of these? Yeah. Do you remember in the 80s— Richard Chamberlain. Do you remember oh, the yeah, actor yeah. Richard Chamberlain? Yeah, Shogun, yeah. Right. He tried to do a series of Indiana Jones type Oh, yeah, the, the Alan Quarterman. That's it, yeah. exactly. And the first one was so bad that I think they just spewed out, or I don't think they even, they really? just said, nah, enough. That's yeah, it. We're done. Right, like man. the Philip Pullman books. Yeah, yeah. The, the Golden Compass, which yep. I had high hopes for. So did I. 2007, it looked beautiful. Yes. It was just, I mean, that little girl did not have a lot of charisma. No. 
and it was enough. just so by the numbers and oh, yeah. stiff and yep. not yeah, and so they canceled the last two. So although I guess they're the BBC is doing an adaptation of the I'm that trilogy. I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, so hopefully they will get it right this time. Hopefully. But yeah, so so the Mortal Engines just, you know, and clearly I, I saw that trailer and I'm like, "Oh, here comes London it's going to attack us." <laughs> New York would just decimate all those other cities. I mean, game over. So. With, a, with a big hip-hop soundtrack. Yeah. so Be blasting the hip-hop. Yeah, so, so not much interest in that. I am going to go see the, um, speaking of tech and movies uh, and Peter Jackson, even though he was involved with that bad one. That movie I want to see. Yeah, the World, the World War, War I. One. Yes, yep. I'm going to see that this week. Uh, for anyone who doesn't uh, has not heard of this, Peter Jackson uh, worked with the Imperial War Museum in Britain. To take all of this hand-cranked, ancient, 100-year-old World War I footage, digitize it, use algorithms to add the missing frames, colorize it, make it look as fluid as possible. Like it was shot yesterday, but it's mm-hmm. really 100 years old. I believe it's called uh, They Shall Not Grow Old. Sh- um, yeah, I think so. And it is only playing, I believe, for for two dates uh, here in the States, more over in London. But it'll be out on home video, I'm sure. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to try to see it in the theaters. Yeah. And I want to see that. I know how World War One turned out. I want to see how he did this with the movie footage. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, I guess we did a little pop <laughs> there's, culture side side. There's no World there. War One spoilers. There's no yeah, spoilers. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, oh my, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> not unless you have a Doctor Who alternate universe yes, kind of thing. Very but, true. Very true. We won't go there. Yes, but uh, anyway, but, but we should go to some news, maybe. Oh, this uh, was so much fun. You know, a little we should talk. do an entire show, just an entire episode of us riffing on pop culture stuff. No news, no sad stuff, no you scaring the crap out of me, yeah. no robots rampaging yeah. through the streets. I better get rid of this last item. <laughs> um, yes, there, no, we should do a rampaging, pop- isn't there? Yes. Uh, oh. No, not ramp. Well, there was some combustion, but um, oh, we'll, 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 yeah, we, no, to, we, we should do some yes, uh, pop should. culture yeah. yakathon. Maybe an end of the year thing. Yeah, you know, kind yeah. of a- Or a beginning of the year thing. Yeah, when, when there's not a whole lot of tech news to report. It's a great idea. I like you that. You know, before all the CES and all that madness starts. I love again. that. That's a great idea. Yes. But in the meantime- TK, as they yes, say. Yes. TK. Pop culture TK. Should we do some news yeah, sure. in the Why meantime? Not? Why not? Now, the Washington Post got an early copy of a report that was prepared for the United States Senate that shows a comprehensive analysis of Russia's bot and trolling uh, disinformation campaign around the 2016 uh, presidential election. We've been talking about this for more than a year, uh, and they keep finding more stuff that supports it. Yep. Facebook has shown all the ads. of the So this is sort of, I guess, the big final report on just how deep Russia was into all of the U.S. elections and what they were doing. And, and apparently it was pretty deep. It was pretty deep. The report yeah. shows the Russian initiative used every major social media platform to deliver words, images, and videos uh, targeted to uh, voters' special interests. Um, all of this they had pretty much surmised in this report. It was done uh, to elect Donald Trump, and it's still working to support him while in office. So a lot of the the pro-Trump yeah. stuff on still social media is being generated by the Russian bots and trolls. The research was uh, done by Oxford University's Computational Propaganda Project and Grafica, which is a network analyst uh, firm. Mm-hmm. So they... Um, Went through and just looked at all of the data and issued this major report. I'll have a link to the Washington Post story uh, for those who want to read it more in depth. Apparently, Instagram was bigger than Facebook with, uh, uh, you know, when they were dumping out all of these posts. Yeah, you think nice, cuddly little Instagram and pictures of baby ducks and stuff. But, yeah, uh, no, okay. I understand they actually even used Google+. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how well uh, yeah, that's how every platform, yeah. 
Yeah, and this was the uh, the Russian Internet Research Agency, uh, that mm. troll farm, I guess yes. it is known. But uh, but yeah, f- Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the uh, Bloomberg did a report that said uh, Instagram was a significant front in the IRA's influence operation, something that Facebook executives appear to have avoided mentioning in congressional testimony. They've just ruined Instagram for me. Thank yeah, you. It's very. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So uh, so we'll also link to the Bloomberg story uh, for Instagram fans who are suddenly worried. Oh, now. I'm going to have to get off Instagram now. Well, uh, I'm already off Facebook. Oh, well, maybe you can just post more stuff to dilute the influence of oh, the troll that's farm. that's a great idea. That's take a great it back, idea. Man. I will take it back. Take it back that social media platform, darn it. Yes. So, so, Dagnabbit. So, yes. So, so that, so that was uh, one, one little bit of, um, you know, the Senate's been doing some tech this week. And uh, last week, uh, Google uh, CEO Sundar Pichai uh, finally got to experience his own congressional grilling uh, really? months after the leaders of Twitter and Facebook had the pleasure. Remember when they had oh, that? Yeah. And the, the Google chair was empty and, yep. and they were all mad. Google, Google finally, OK, we'll, we'll go. During his Capitol Hill appearance, uh, he answered questions on the popular tech topics of the day, including the spread of misinformation, uh, data privacy, Google's search tools being developed for the Chinese market, which apparently that project's uh, flamed out the dragonfly yep. Yep. Uh, thing, and allegations from Republicans that Google is biased against conservative users, which is a popular topic among Republican lawmakers. They were asking Twitter the same thing. Saying why does it always seem to be? And they're, they were having to explain search and algorithms and all that. Uh, Mr. Pichai tried to explain algorithms and refuted several accusations from lawmakers who assumed Google was manipulating search results because of its own liberal bias. And then this brought in uh, Ted Lieu, I think, of California, mm-hmm. who was like, well, if you don't want to read bad stories about yourself, don't do bad stuff. And then that blew up into something right. else. So right. there was a lot of squabbling back and forth about just why, you know, negative stories. And, and then also when you... Uh, the Google bomb where you type idiot into the search engine. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. I'm like, folks, listen, I mean, I know that you're you're like running the country and stuff, but it doesn't work the way you think it works. Yeah, they don't flip a switch and all of a sudden the results. Number number two, they don't flip a switch. And number two, there are no tubes. There are no tubes involved here. Okay. So when you type in idiot and the search term pops up with you know who, that's because millions of people are typing in idiot for him. Yes. That there is a search parameter that has been put into Google. Not that Google did it. Yes. Now people are just exactly. taking advantage. And it's not just one person. It's no, many. It's million. I would say it's millions to get up there. And it's not just the top. It's yeah. like the top four. Yeah. It's like, come on, folks. And, and this has happened before. This is not purely... No. You know, a thing that happened today, it happened back in the George Bush years, it's happened to other people, it's happened to celebrities where you type in a phrase and then they show up. So this is a well-known tactic. It just happens to be surfacing at a time when tensions are running high. And also, at the risk of sounding a little bit political, these senators and folks, I think they're being a bit willfully ignorant, especially when they, you know, they accuse companies like this. Yeah. I mean, most of us in your constituency... We understand the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe, you know, learn, learn about the tech yes. or have your aid uh, tell you before you go. Because look like a goofball. Yeah. Steve King of Iowa was was complaining to Mr. Pachai that, you know, why did his iPhone pop up these news things when his granddaughter's playing a game? And he had said, <laughs> well, we don't make the iPhone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So you got to do your homework there. Oh, yeah. OK. Let's see. I'm just going to shut my mouth. Yeah. Right now. 
Yeah, well, well, well let's move on. Yes, uh, let's we move do on. have uh, some other Google news here. Yeah. Googly news? Yeah, Googly news. To follow up from the reports from a few weeks ago when we were talking real estate. Yeah. Google has taken the plunge and signed up for more office space here in New York City. Uh, We heard that they were uh, making advances in this area. Yes. On its corporate blog, the company announced it will be spending $1 billion with a B dollars in capital improvements to establish a new campus called Google Hudson Square. Uh, And that'll be downtown uh, here in Manhattan. The new campus will be more than 1.7 million square feet at uh, the addresses of uh, 315 and 345 Hudson Street. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're on the west side in the village. Yeah. The new campus will also have some space at 550 Washington Street, also down there on the Lower West Side. Google currently employs about 7,000 people here in the city who work in search, ads, maps, YouTube, uh, cloud stuff, tech infrastructure, sales, partnerships, research. I've been to the Google offices down in uh, Chelsea Market, which they uh, earlier this year uh, paid uh, $2.4 billion with a B uh, for that old – it used to be a Nabisco factory Mm -hmm. in a Chelsea Market. They were in there sharing with a bunch of other companies like uh, Major League Baseball or whatever. They bought the whole building, so that's going to be all Google now. Right. So that they're kind of owning the the sure Chelsea and, and uh, West Village there. Yes, indeed. So so Google is uh, doing lots of um, uh, real estate here, and they're I think they're also leasing additional space at Pier Fifty Seven. So uh, they plan to start moving into the Hudson Street buildings by 2020, um, and they've still got to do some work at the 550 Washington Street address. So that's going to be a couple years later, but. Mm. We're going to have a lot more Google action here in New York. Yes, indeed. Lots of Googly action. Yes. And when you have Google, you have Amazon. Uh, They're uh, obviously still doing their Queens thing. Yep. But Amazon, ever relentless in its quest to have all the money, is reportedly asking companies now that sell low-priced items uh, that cost a lot to ship, like, say, a case of bottled water. Mm -hmm. Not that expensive, but it's heavy and you, you got your freight costs there. Amazon wants those companies to ship those items from their own warehouses because Amazon is not making any money itself when it ships those items from its own fulfillment centers. Ah. So, And then the, the fun part of this story, the fun, if you will, within internal uh, Amazon lingo, uh, these types of items where they're making money on are called, you know, can't realize a profit or crap. Crap! For short. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's Amazon that's, humor there. Yeah, that's that's just cute. That's cute, Amazon. Yeah. yeah so, cute. Uh, so, so yeah, I guess the the people with the uh, cheap heavy products will be uh, not having Amazon ship them for them. I'm serious, man. You know, maybe Jet. I mean, Jet's looking good. Yeah, they're they're based out in Jersey, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I don't need to watch you know the amazing Mrs. Mizell. The marvelous Mrs. Mizell. One yeah. of those. Who is she? Is she amazing or marvelous? I, I believe she's marvelous. She's marvelous. Yes. And there's okay. a big uh, billboard for her, uh, ironically, over the Red Lobster here. In yeah, Times I know. Like, I know. I don't think that's kosher. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but mm-hmm. it's a nice juxtaposition. Yes, for it New is. Yorkers. Very. It is New York. As a classic New York juxtaposition. Yes. So, um, so uh, American technology companies like Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook. Uh, could be paying more to the country of France next year. Really? Yes. Uh, why Fran- is that? Well, uh, France uh, France is deciding that some of these big American tech companies need to pay a digital services revenue tax kind of thing. Oh, okay. Especially when they are uh, making money from citizens of that country, so EU or, or French citizens or whatever. So, And the European Union was trying to get it together to have some sort of unified tax, but they couldn't agree uh, France is forging ahead with its own measure set to kick in after January 1st, which is in just like two and a half weeks or so. Yes, indeed. The French finance minister said he expected it to bring in 500 million euros uh, in 2019. And again, they were angry because the European uh, Union 
was, you know, oh, maybe we'll do a 3 percent, maybe we'll do that. And they couldn't sort of get it together because I guess all the member states have to vote. And so France is just like, we're going for it. Um, but those opposed uh, to the measure fear that an EU tax uh, could breach international rules on equal treatment for companies around the world. If you're just taxing tech, co- tech companies, why aren't you taxing these other companies? There were other companies that were kind of holding out, like Ireland, a few like, no, we don't want to do this to these mm-hmm. big companies. So, But France yeah. is like, we need money. France doesn't mess around. Yeah, so so that's apparently going to happen there. Um, Interesting. I'm sure that there's a way for these companies to kind of not have to t- pay that tax. Yeah, they'll probably it's gonna be a loophole find somewhere. a way, yes. yes. They now, always find a way. Yes. Now, security concerns over the Chinese hardware company Huawei uh, now have spread from the United States to Europe. Remember, mm-hmm. the U.S. was getting very, like, don't buy Huawei telecom stuff. Right. It's, you know, we're worried about spies and they didn't want government phones and all that. Didn't an exec get tossed in jail in Canada? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the daughter of a uh, mm-hmm. very, yeah. So, so there's something going on with the U.S. relations with Huawei. Yeah. But um, they are uh, spreading to Europe now, so it's not uh, specifically proven. Um, you know, the, again, the, the worries that Beijing could be planting little spy devices in telecommunications hardware and other gear for spying. Don't know if it's paranoia or maybe they found something. I knew there was you know, that story about the things on the motherboards, mm-hmm. yep. which was refuted and tossed back and forth. But and it not looking good for Huawei, though. Yeah. No, and it's it's it's. Sounding a lot like a James Bond script, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you know Kaspersky Labs too, yes, and they exactly. they were worried about oh, well, you guys are close to the Russian government. We're not going to use your antivirus software on government equipment. Yeah, I kind of stopped using them too. Yeah, just yes. you know, no offense, Kaspersky. Yeah, no but offense. you know, you're going to buy American yeah. or something. Yeah, so buy American. Yes. Uh, also of security concern, uh, there's a bug in the SQLite database engine that uh, impacts thousands of apps for desktop and mobile systems, um, and it's dubbed Magellan. Also affects all Chromium-based browsers. Oh, course, nice. So a, a lot. Nice. Um, Microsoft just moved edge. Uh, yeah, to Chromium, they yeah. sure did. So uh, it was discovered by the security folks at Tencent Blade, and uh, if exploited, the vulnerability shows an attacker uh, lets them run malicious uh, code within the victim's computer, it can also leak program memory or cause program crashes. You know, they've been testing this. So, But, yeah, the Chromium browsers and thousands of apps for desktop and mobile could be at risk wow. here. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, so, so that, that happened. That um, one's going to leave a mark. Yeah. Uh, Wired Magazine notes that in the year since the net neutrality rules were overturned by the Federal Communications Commission, major broadband providers have not made any drastic changes mm. yet. Um, yet. But as Ward points out, uh, the net wasn't completely neutral to begin with, pointing out uh, pre-repeal plans from AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon that put video streaming in the slow lane for mm-hmm. certain resolutions or whatever. They think, well, you know, that was kind of – they were heading that way and that happened before. But I think uh, the, the common feeling is that with all of these states' attorneys general – Filing suits, net neutrality advocates filing suits, industry groups filing suits against the FCC, the California thing, which is tied up in the courts. Yeah. Uh, the big companies don't quite feel it's safe to come out and start jacking rates yet because yeah. it's still in flux even though these things were technically repealed. You've got all of this activity at the state and local level. The, the might, You know, you put this infrastructure in place and all of a sudden you got to, you know, take but it back. Hold on, J.D. Hold on one gosh darn Grab second. Grab the reins. Weren't there millions of people that went on the FCC site and said, we don't want net neutrality? There it's were. bad. Seriously, all these RT.com. <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so yeah. We, there's, um, it, it's still a. Shenanigans. Un- I call shenanigans. Yes, an ongoing situation. Yes, there we were. go. That's, that's a very diplomatic way of calling. Yes. yes. And finally. And finally. 
If you saw pictures on social media of the little food delivery uh, bot rolling around the UC Berkeley campus on fire last week, uh, (laughs) rest assured the flames have been extinguished. The Kiwi bot, I guess it's Kiwi bot, it's this line of robots, and they've been using them for a couple of years to to make deliveries around around the Berkeley campus. Um, uh, It was a victim of a defective battery. So once again, the flaming batteries uh, come back to, I guess the thing was rolling and somebody saw like flames shooting out and smoking. I'm trying not to crack up here. I'm trying to be respectful. You know, I think if you were really quiet, you could hear the screams. Yes. R two D two screams. Wow. And, yeah. So that was mean. That was mean. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. So, but, but I don't know why this the idea of a flaming robot it's just is so satisfying to me. Well, especially rolling around Berkeley. Like, hey, yeah. You know, robots on fire. Yo, bro. Yeah, and, and they they're blaming it on human error. I don't of know course. somebody put the wrong kind of, of battery in but the you robot. You know what happens? All his robot friends are gonna get upset. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You Rise see? Uh huh. Yeah, I know how this works. Uh huh. They're gonna have a delivery for you that you didn't want. <laughs> Please sign here. Yes. So, uh, so, so that's about it for the news. It's the end of the year, and so there's not a super whole lot of new product things to talk about. But for anyone who wants to know more about the stories we did talk about today, you can find a page of links at poptickjam.com. Up next, uh, the Kaiser's going to tell me about these uh, sparkly new headphones he's got here. No flaming robots. Yes. Check your battery. Oh, I love that story so much. JD. Pedro, I've never seen you with a pair of headphones before. <laughs> yes, I very rarely sport. But you've never seen me with Bluetooth headphones. Bluetooth. Before. Yeah, these are Bluetooth. Wow, this is a, I know you're a recorded man. Uh, did am, something lead you to Bluetooth? Well, you know what? I've been dipping a toe. Mm-hmm. Dipping a toe. Because I realize Bluetooth is ubiquitous now. There's no way around it. I'm going to have to actually at some point... Not only get a you know a phone without a headphone jack, mm-hmm. I'm going to get I'm going to have to get Bluetooth headphones. So I'm you know I was intrigued by a press release that was sent to me mm-hmm. about these mix CDers. I'm sure there's a way to pronounce this, but it's M I X C D E R. I'm saying mix CDer. Mm-hmm. These are the E sevens. And they're over-the-ear Bluetooth headphones, very snazzy looking. I mean, they look very high-end, don't they? Yeah, they're kind of a, the petite version of the maybe the Bose Quiet Comfort. Well, I mean, if you check them out, they're actually really full size. They're yeah, not, they, you they know, they're beefy. go over the ears. Yeah. Yes, the difference though is, mm-hmm. you know, that Those padded head thing. Very there, yes. padded. It's faux leather. Uh huh. Okay. This uh, is vegan not, leather, as they vegan, call it in the oh, catalog. Oh, do they vegan leather? Is yes. that what it's called? It's vegan leather. What we used to call nogahide. Nogahide. <laughs> nogahide. And the uh, the chrome looking parts, and obviously we'll post a picture on the website so you yes. guys can see what I'm talking about. It's actually plastic. It's not real chrome. It's not real chrome, and it's not real leather. Okay. But the most important part of any headphone is how do they sound? And how do they sound? Well, before we get there, I just want to, you know, th- there's going to be some qualifications here. There's going to be some, you know, okay. some p- preamble. 
Headphones are a subjective thing. Anything, speakers, anything that plays music is a subjective thing. You guys know, JD, you know this personally, that I'm not into this whole audiophile thing, right? I actually find the term annoying. Yes. But I do know what quality audio sounds like. Yes. When you're talking about Bose headphones, for instance, their Quiet Comfort series, it's Bluetooth with active noise cancellation, which this also has. The uh-huh. E7 also features active noise cancellation. The Bose headphones run you $299, 300 bucks. They are pricey, yes. They are pricey. List price for these is $59.99 or really $60. Now. That is okay. much less than 300 That is way less than 300 So we cannot or you cannot as a customer or as a consumer or as an audio-loving person go into a transaction where you're buying a pair of Mixie Deers E7s expecting to get the same quality you're going to get from a $300 to $400 pair of headphones, period. I'm qualifying this because I don't want to get the messages and the, wow, these sounded like crap. I thought they would be, would be like, you know, like quiet comforts. No, if you want a pair of quiet comforts or something comparable, you're going to pay through the nose. Yes. These are $60 headphones. That being said, the sound quality is not bad. All right. Not They're bad. not bad. They could they, be worse. They could be worse. They're not bad. But then again, for $60, you're talking about an entry-level Bluetooth set of headphones. Yeah. You're talking about people not like me who are looking for certain qualities in their audio. Most people just want something that's loud enough for them to hear. And I'm not saying that as it being disrespectful. That's what people, my wife, perfect example. She, she'll stuff a, a tin can in her head as long as she can hear her music. Yeah, well, I mean, some people, and also if you're at the gym where you're not expecting high exactly. fidelity. Or you're doing something where exactly. it's not, I don't need to hear the timpani player in the Philharmonic. I just want to hear some tunes while I'm on my bike or whatever. That's exactly right. These are great consumer headphones because if they break if they stop working if they drop onto the tracks on the subway if they catch on fire they catch on fire (laughs) flaming robots you're not going to really be as pained as maybe the $300 pair yes there's less of a financial impact absolutely less of a financial impact the sound quality is not bad it's not bad but again knowing how I am about audio I tested it out with folks that aren't audiophile or they aren't looking for pristine audio. Yes. I gave a set to my mixed CDers were very nice. They sent me multiple sets. I gave a set to my father-in-law. He watches news in Spanish and English nonstop on his radio and on his on his laptop. And he needed something that was going to last at least 10 hours because he'll listen straight through. Uh He's retired. That's what he does. That's his thing. So I gave him a set of headphones, battery life averaged for him, 17 hours. Whoa. They're rated as 20 hours. So that's not bad. Yeah. Mileage may vary. I gave a set to my daughter, 12 year old. She's listening to her music. She listens to music while she does her homework with her Spotify playlists and all that. She thought they were good. She enjoyed them very, very much. She especially liked the fact that it blocked everything out when she switched the active noise cancellation. 
So it helped her concentrate a little more. Yeah, and there's no cord to get tangled up in or no slam on the door. No cord whatsoever. She can watch her TV shows on Netflix after she's done with her homework. Mm-hmm. She enjoyed it very much. Now, again, you're talking about two people who are not audio engineers. I was a trained or I am a trained audio engineer, and I'm. I, there's a certain amount of you have standards. fidelity, right? I have standards. They love them. Yeah, They absolutely loved them. And that's when I figured, okay, you know what? For an entry-level pair of headphones for $60 with automatic noise cancellation and on the way here, when I, you know, active noise cancellation, what am I talking about? Active noise cancellation. When I came here to the studio, I tried them on the subway. They do a pretty darn good job. You know, you could just switch it on without any music, without connecting. Filter out the New Yorkers? It filtered out. Well, you know what? You can never filter out New Yorkers. Yeah, there's always going to be somebody doing something. You can filter out the low-end rumble on a lot of stuff. But then again, that leads to the point that you have to understand that once you activate that active noise cancellation, it's going to affect the low end of your music. What they do is, for a lot of these headphones, including the higher-end ones, is they overcompensate on the low end. So when you activate the noise cancellation it kind of sort of evens things out. Not necessarily, not most of the time, but for me, and I think for you, you might have mentioned, I get kind of queasy yeah. with the noise cancellation. Yeah, because it's messing with your inner ear. Exactly. But, so I can't wear these for too long, but you know what? I would toss these in my bag, take them on the subway. If I want to block out noise, if I'm listening to a podcast that I don't necessarily need, um, real high-quality headphones to listen to, these aren't bad, and they're award-winning. There are a lot of positive reviews, especially for kids, because, again, for the price, you're not really hurting too bad. And right now, you can actually get them for $40. Holiday sales. Holiday sales, exactly right. 40 bucks, active noise cancellation, okay audio quality. For you know, the casual listener. For the casual listener, absolutely. And they're Bluetooth 4.0, so, you know, not bad. For 60 bucks, and now for 40 bucks. Really not bad. All right. And you're going to post a link and a picture? I will post a link and I will try my best to actually write a couple of paragraphs about it. All right. And those will be where? Those will be at poptechjam.com. We will go find them. Yes. Guess we should also find a way to thank the bros now. Oh, yes, we should thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will probably most likely build it. They will. Yes. And thank you, listeners. I know it's yes, sort of a crazy time of year. Everyone's running around trying to get everything done for exactly. the end of the month and exactly. vacations and whatnot. We appreciate you taking the time to download, stream, or otherwise listen to us. All the time. We love it. Yes. Uh, and so until next time when we are back with more, uh, and it may be our pop culture chat, uh, depending on the tech news. Until we're back, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have a very lovely day and stay away from the flaming robots. Yes.